Hi friends, welcome to Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I'm Amanda Nicole, and you can learn a little more about me and my offerings and classes if you visit my website, www.alchemillas.com, A-L-C-H-E-M-I-L-L-A-S, Alchemillas, the Little Alchemist, that's the Latin name for Ladies Mantle, which was one of my first plant allies over a decade ago um, to make my acquaintance and was a plant that I even sat with over the last week and enjoyed her medicine. This particular episode of the podcast isn't numbered and it's a little unusual. We're all at home, most of us, watching as things unfold with the course of this virus and also just watching and observing the response of those around us and I hope observing our own responses not only in our um, outward actions and activities and words but what's going on with us internally. I haven't posted or spoken about the virus. There's so many posts, so much speaking, so many protocols and advice, suggestions, commands, counsels, warnings, just a little much. There's a good bit happening out there. So I just watch and observe. But I felt this morning that I wanted to share a story with you about healing and about sickness um, that isn't quite as connected to plants in a particular way as it is to spirit and earth in a general way. So at the end of January into the 1st of February, I was incredibly sick. I've never been that sick. I don't really get sick. (laughs) Um, I needed help getting in and out of bed, which I was not getting in and out of bed often. I couldn't. I was too weak. And I was sleeping most all day and all night. Um, I had a terrible cough, a fever um, that was, you know, fluctuating between fever and chills, you know, where it is where you feel like a block of ice, but you have 10 blankets on top of you and you'd like a few, or how am I doing this? You're burning up with fever, but you're so cold that you have all these blankets on top of you, this combination, you know, that some of us may have experienced. I needed help eating. I didn't have an appetite. Um, I needed help drinking. Everything was through a straw, even the food, mostly broth. Um, and this went on for almost three weeks. The, the heaviest part of it was for about two weeks. And then once the fever um, left and I started to gain my strength, it was really about three weeks before I could get up and move around. So during that time when nothing else is happening and nothing else can happen, in the moments when I was, you know, conscious and not simply sleeping or dozing, you know, I was asking myself, what's up? What's up, body? (laughs) Because of course we get sick, but this felt like more than that. It was unusual for me and uncommon, and I felt like I needed to listen. And so during that time, I considered the fullness of the last year in particular, but the last several 
they have been more than full when it comes to transition, when it comes to heartbreak, loss, um, transformation, so many things. And I felt my body towards the end of the sickness, although I didn't know it was the end, I felt my body telling me it didn't want to get better. <laughs> it didn't want to. You know, I was saying prayers, others were, you know, nourishment was being given, rest was being given, and there was not improvement. And I heard my body say, I don't want to get better. Because what my body knew was that as soon as she's better, she's going to go right back to work. She's going to go right back to what she's been doing. And it's too much for me. And I need, I need to rest. And so I began to talk to my body and to tell my body that I was sorry and that I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I would take care of my body. I would nourish it. And I asked my body what it needed. And I listened for what spirit wanted to say. And what I heard loud and clear was stop, like a capital S, stop, period. Be still. This was an imperative. There was no negotiations. This was a complete full stop, which was a, uh, a message that I knew was true, but I knew it would be difficult to apply because of my current situation. Starting over, beginning again, um, so many people that need me right now, particularly my children with this transition. And then also, what, what do we all think about so often? Making money, you know, um, finding a way to have the resources and the support the finances that are needed, you know, to care for ourselves. But I heard loud and clear, stop, be still. And I knew that my body was not kidding and that I was not going to get better if I didn't sincerely promise that that would be the case. So I did. And it was really just within a day or two that the improvements began and the fever left. And then I had to honor my promise. I had to honor it. And so I have. I have honored it. Um, I have stopped. I have been still. Um, I have not been striving. I have not been trying to make this or make that. I have just simply been still and only done what was absolutely necessary. And what happened in that, what we might think of as empty space, but it wasn't empty at all, and also in that space of letting go, of releasing, of saying, okay, well then if that's the... If that's what spirit gives, if that's what I need to do, that's what my body and heart are telling me, then I have to trust that I will be cared for, right? Which we should be doing all of the time anyway. And what came in that space of letting go and of stillness was clarity, clarity about quite a few things that had been muddled in my mind clarity about what to do and about how to go forward and about how to um, not be still, how to begin again when it was time. But even better than clarity, I think, at this time in my life was the creativity started to flow again. And literally within the span of like two to three weeks, like the poetry was pouring out. I mean, I think now there's over 300 poems. It slowed the last few weeks. In those first couple, it was well over 100, close to 200 poems. 
and they were poems about the very things that have been hurting, about the very things that have been difficult, about the very things I've been having trouble finding the words to articulate, but they started to come. There was space, there was space for it. There was an opening for it. There was a releasing, there was a letting go. And I've loved it. I've loved that the poetry has come. I love them, you know? And I have begun to share them now on my website and, you know, Instagram and Facebook and those sorts of places because in the stillness, what I also heard was share them, send them out. This is what you need to be doing right now. This is what you need to be saying without any sort of effort. I mean, they were just effortless, you know, how it came. There was no striving. I was being still, you know, I had stopped. And so it's interesting because as I look around, suddenly the whole world is stopping. Suddenly the whole world is being required to be still and to let go and to release, especially, you know, money, resources, day-to-day care. We're being called to it uh, quite loudly. And it's so curious to me that an individual message, which I'm sure I'm not alone in receiving, would become a, a national message, a community message, a universal message. But I'm sure many of you listening know that it is indeed a universal message, you know, for us as humans, stop, be still, release, let go. You are loved. You are cared for. Everything that you need is here. Everything that you need will come to you. You are well. I think of when I was growing up in um, the Christian church and there's a scripture passage where Jesus speaks and he says consider the lilies of the field they don't toil and they don't spin they don't work and yet they have all that they need to grow and they're beautiful and they're thriving they have rain they have sun they have the air they have the dirt and the nutrients they even have people to enjoy them right But there's no striving, no toiling, no spinning. And one of the other questions that's come to me during this time of stillness and stopping and quiet is the need for me to open to this, to open. How do I open, right, to so many things, to receiving, to love, to so much? And what came to my mind was, well, ask a flower. They open all the time. Ask a flower. And in meditating on this, what came to me was the flower just opens. It just receives. Again, there is no striving. There is no working. 11-11, I just saw. Um, There is only opening and receiving the sun and receiving the rain and receiving the nutrients that come up through its roots. It's in its place. It does nothing. And everything comes. And I think about this quote that I've often seen that says, um, I think it's a Norse, um, you know, word of wisdom to us that says that in doing nothing, everything gets done, right? This is an enormous shift for me. And I'm not even like type A workaholic. And it's an enormous shift for me. I can't imagine what an enormous shift it is for others with a different temperament or personality 
and I and I'm observing you know what a shift it is for us as a society as a people and even simply as humans to simply receive and also I want to offer and I just saw 1212 that in the uh, let's see in the silence in the stillness in the quiet what came creativity something to offer and to give the world something to comfort my heart and hopefully the hearts of others words that needed to be said i'm sure you have words that need to be said yourself um but in it came creating and you know i've been thinking that that's what i want to say i'm doing i don't want to say when it comes to herbs and things connected to spirit and earth you know that i'm i got to i've got to go work no i've got to go create you know and i'm not making money I'm making my own little creation. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right here. I'm creating. I'm making my own little creation. And then in the in the doing of that, in the being of that, I'll simply receive and what I have will come. 1313. 13. Guys, how crazy is this? At the beginning of it I saw 444. Four, four. <laughs> I just love it. And the other thing that I want to offer is that I have really been struggling to put my hands into the dirt this year. My, my palms long for it, and yet there is a fear. They are drawing back. They're afraid to go into the earth, and I'm not sure of all of those reasons. I have some hunches, you know, with my own personal journey. But when I was sitting with the land around my home the other day, just listening and trying to connect and pray, I looked down and I saw the dirt, saw the earth, and I heard, come back, come back. <laughs> and at first I thought, oh yes, well the earth is calling for all of us to come back. <laughs> but then I shifted, no, the earth is calling particularly to me, come back, you know, Amanda, put your hands on me, put your hands in me, you know, come back, let's, let's sorry friends we were cut off for a moment with the way the phone was working but I heard the message to come back and it went from a universal message to a personal message and now it's gone back out to a universal message that I do believe in this quietness in this stillness in this you know forced stop imperative stop we are being asked to come back to come back to ourselves, to come back to each other, to come back to the earth, to come back to a simple way of being, a quiet way of being, a creative way of being, um, a way of being where there is flow between us and the earth. You know, it's amazing to see online what people are offering freely. You know, even not just individuals, although I'm loving all of the creativity and the generosity, but even larger groups and organizations like museums and aquariums and um, musicians offering their concerts and all sorts of things, classes that, at, you know, at one time you didn't go to because it was too far of a drive and now it's right in your home. You know, look at what's possible. Look at what can just flow. Look at what can just be given. 
Look at what can just be creative while we all receive from spirit and from each other. So that's a call, a call to all of us to come back, to come back. So I want to just offer this. I don't have protocols. I don't have herbs. They're out there. <laughs> um, the plants are speaking. Spirit is speaking. But I've always thought that when a physical difficulty presents itself, there's an underlying spiritual, emotional message and root underneath. And if we get to that, then we have healing. And if we get to that, then the physical aspects often take care of themselves. Okay, so I hope that this was helpful in some way speaking to your heart and to your spirit. I know mine is certainly being spoken to during this season and, and even before it began. And there's more in front of us. And I think that it is good. Okay, bye.